comic books, movies, TV, and more. Nerds are everywhere. It's time to assemble! Nerds United, a jittery monkey podcast. Here's your host, Greg Mahachko. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Nerds United on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Greg Mahachko, but I'm not alone. You see, a couple of years back, I said, what do I want Nerds United to be? Nerds United started out me visiting with the comic creators, artists, writers, etc. cetera, uh, and, and some you know, a few friends of mine who were fans. And along came an old friend of mine. And not only uh, have we become co-hosts on this show, but we have become much better friends uh, in the last couple of years. He is the co-host of the year every year. That is Mike Luther. Hello, Mike. Undisputed. Hey, Greg, did you know that um, in, there's only 229 more days until Turkey before Turkey? <laughs> I mean, that's probably not right, but <laughs> my math is correct. I'm so sad. <laughs> uh, uh, so I think there's other so- stuff be- before that, though. So. Uh, I- it's a, it's a weird, weird world we live in, in regards to uh, that particular type of beverage, uh, because my wife was recently gifted a much smaller, but very um, formidable okay. sized bottle of Maker's Mark. Oh, okay. Okay. And again, we don't drink that. Maker's Mark is good. Uh, I was going to give it to my dad, but if you want, no, 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 give give it to your dad. Okay. Yeah. You sure? He'll he'll probably be fancier with it. It came with like instructions on making old fashions. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big old fashioned fan, but yeah, I'll definitely give it to him. I am. I am an old fashioned son of a gun. You're an old fashioned person. You're not an old fashioned drinker. True. Yes. yes. I'll tell you, speaking, it's odd that we're getting this show kicked off with a little bit of alcoholism. Uh, Let me tell you what I'm drinking tonight. Straight out of the heart of our home county. I don't know if you can see. Breeze, Illinois. Okay. There we go. You do Jedi, Jedi Brew. Jedi Brew Co. Okay. Which, oddly enough, is a thing. That hasn't been cease and desisted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's in Breeze in Illinois, but no one probably knows about it. But it's got a barcode. That's true. Um, this is an atomic wit, Belgian style wit beer. It's a pint, a whole pint, uh, and it's 4.9% like alcohol by volume. Okay. Um, and this is... Brewed by my boss's brother-in-law. Okay. Who we were over. I think uh, I told you the story last week about getting suits. Okay. Right. Yep. Get, yep. 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 Uh, and 
then we all went for lunch. It just so happened that my boss's brother-in-law works in that area. So he met us for lunch and my boss was like, Oh, this is Greg. He he's, he's my craft beer guy. And so before we all left, I got two, four packs of this atomic wit. And I was like, what do you want for it? You know? Cause I'm like, I, it, I don't, right. you know, I like free beer, but I also don't want to uh, disrespect somebody who's put in their hard, you know, efforts to brew their own. He's like, Merry Christmas. I was oh, like, nice. all right, well, that's fine. Uh, but then I, I had some last weekend and I went back and told my boss, I said, uh, I feel like I need to Venmo you some money to Venmo him because that's the kind of beer I want to pay for. Okay. <laughs> and my, my boss is like, that's how he gets you. The first taste is for free. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, this is, it's a good beer. Um, I don't know if or where you might be able to find it in the yeah. Illinois metro area. Uh, I know he said he's looking for a distributor in Missouri, but doesn't have one yet. Uh, but this is a fine beer, and I'm going to drink it over the course of this show. I mean, is it anywhere? Like, is it, or do you just have to go to Breeze and get it? I think you got to go to Breeze to get it. Okay. Maybe some liquor stores or something like that in in Clinton County. Okay. Okay. I'll, do, I'll just try to find some. Speaking of drinking, um mm-hmm. not really but you said you had a uh, a goal <laughs> you you had something you wanted to do yeah i'm not gonna make that goal without drinking pints of beer at 9 30 on a friday night not ne- i mean not necessarily all right so i i'm gonna have to talk quiet about this okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna lean into the microphone you can still hear me and I can still hear you, yes. but I got to talk a little quieter okay. because there's a chance my wife is still actually awake upstairs. Okay. But uh, I came to the conclusion earlier this week, I was doing some investigating and I need to lose like 35 pounds over the is course there of reason? there is. Uh, when I turned to 36, which would be about four years ago, uh-huh. I, I told my wife, I was like, 36 is my favorite number. Don't, don't ask why. Um, I said, I want to go skydiving for my birthday. And at this point, our oldest son was, what year was that? Carry the name. Uh, not quite three. Okay. And she's like, no, <laughs> you can't do that. You have a family. <laughs> and okay. I said, oh, Okay. And so I brought it up again last year. Now that we have more family. And right. she's like, that's fine. Whatever you want to do, as long as your life insurance is paid up. And it <laughs> okay. is. But with that, that event, that activity in particular mm-hmm. is skydiving. And I'm talking quietly because if I ever go, I'll probably only be able to tell her after I've gone. But I need to lose weight to get into like the harness like the, okay. that, that I have to pay for extra because I'm that fat. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm 35 pounds over the maximum weight limit right now. Okay. And even at that weight, I still have to pay 50 bucks for the, like the additional, whatever, you know, right. safety gear. And first jump's always a tandem jump. I was doing my research. They say it's relatively safe. You know, the, like the, there's a very minute number of, fatalities and that's fine i don't want to be one of those um but it's something i really want to do i just have to drop a lot of weight to do it so 
And uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stop talking quietly now, Mike, you can talk and I'll sit back yes. and listen. Okay. So it must've changed from the last uh, 30, 20 something years. Yeah. About, yeah. About 22 years. Um, because when I was 18 for a graduation present, my mom, I think it was for graduation present. My mom got me uh, to go. I got to go skydiving. Right. And I got to choose, I believe you could either, and this is my first and only time you could either go tandem or you could go static line. Mm. Uh, tandem of course is where the person's on your back, you know, and static line was where you go by yourself. And essentially there's a line from the plane to you. And it, when you get far enough out, it rips and it parachutes, pulls a shoot. You know, pulls the shoot. Yeah. So I was like, I don't do not want to do tandem. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to go get static line. So I, by the way, I, I even asked Nolan if he wanted to go skydiving for his graduation present. He was like, absolutely not. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. So, but I, when I, I went, I remember driving up there because it was, I want to say, Effingham, either Effingham or Vandalia. Greenville. Maybe Greenville. I don't remember, but I remember <laughs> driving there. It was a bit of a drive. I remember driving there. We had to do lessons or whatever. You know, the, you know, that you don't just immediately go into the plane, of course. Uh, and they taught you like the flares, which is like the cords on the sides of you. Like if you pull left down, you obviously go left. You pull right down, you go right. If you pull them both down, then you kind of descend quicker you know um and then obviously pull you know let go of them then you that slows that down um so when you we got on the plane it was like it's a tiny little plane you know like i think it only fits the pilot maybe two other people two or three other people and what you have to do of course once you get up high enough you know um they, of course, always checking your gear and saw that you check it before. And you, I always thought you would just jump out of the plane, you know? No. So you, he, and he, the, you once you get up there, like the door opens mm-hmm. and you, and then he'll, so you know, all the signals, you can't hear anything, you know? And he gives you one signal and you turn, you kind of pivot to where you're sitting on the edge and your feet are like dangling out of the plane. Or the, yeah, that would be crazy. Oh, it gets weirder. And then he gives you another signal, and you hold on to this bar that's outside, like it's attached to the wing. You know, like the wing. Uh, listeners don't understand, but the wings here, the bars here. Right. So you go in a right, and then he gives you another signal, and you swing your feet out. So you're just holding on to this bar, and then and then he gives you one more signal, whatever it is, and you let go. Oh no. And, that's going to be go. different from the tandem. Oh, absolutely. Um, and uh, I, I remember. I, I don't think I free fold for that long. It, you know, the shoot opens fairly quickly, but you have a good amount of time where you're just kind of floating, and you have a radio right here on your sh- on your shoulder, where the guy on the ground because you don't want to land in a certain place. Mm-hmm. Like he's, you know, for, he really doesn't tell you anything at first. But once you get low enough, then he'll be like, "All right, flare left, right, flare right." You know, it's kind of guiding you. I remember when they were doing the training, they said one thing you don't want to do, obviously, is uh, flare down, which I pulled both of them too high up. Obviously, you know, you want to do that at the right time. But he said, don't worry, we won't we won't tell we'll tell you when it's the right time. Of course, you know, just don't mess with that. 
And they're telling me flare left, flare right, all this stuff, you know, guy to me. And they say flare down. And I'm thinking to myself, I am pretty fucking high up right now. <laughs> Not, I don't think, it, I don't think it would have killed me, but it would have broken some, like a bone or something. Like, so, I'm, but I'm like, I'm listening to him. So I'm like, flare, I uh, flare down. And then I, of course, you start dropping pretty quickly. And it was maybe like two or three seconds later, I hear him go, flare up, flare up, flare up. And I, you know, flare up. And then, and then it kind of catches me. And then you have to, when you land, you kind of have to do a roll. So I did that. And then, and then it was good. And I packed, packed up my bag and everything. And it was, it was all set, but it was, it was, it was, it was still fun. I don't know if I would do it again, but it was fun. I'm All right. Again, I got to talk quiet just in case I am definitely okay with the tandem jump. Um, the less responsibility I have 10,000 feet in the air, the better. <laughs> Right, right, yeah. Um, but it's it's something that I've I, like. I'm not a huge risk taker. Uh, right. You mean like I love roller coasters and and you know I love driving fast. I guess you know uh, it, even in my six cylinder <laughs> minivan, <laughs> uh, I like to get where I'm going. But it's it's just something I've always wanted to do, and. It just sucks that I'm too damn fat to do it. <laughs> like I was, well, getting, I, I, I was like, I was looking on, I was getting ready to like book my thing, and then I'm like, I'm on the safety portion of the website. I'm like, weight capacity. I'm like, oh, I got some work to do. So at least you have a goal though, or or, or a reason for the goal. Because yeah, I mean, not overall health. That obviously quite the opposite. <laughs> no, no, because that's that's my whole thing. I'm like, I want to lose weight, but I'm like, I don't like. Like my goal when I was younger is I well I wanted to be in shape. I was skinny when I was younger, obviously. But it's I true, wanted folks. To, I was there. Yes, yes, I wanted to be in shape because I knew that's what girls liked. And you know, even uh, yes, Grace, Grace looking at me like strangely. It's true. Well, yeah. Are you saying that this objective of mine mm-hmm. could be multi-purpose beneficial? Well, no, because you're already married. You're, you got your girl. Yeah, but I'm also well, married. <laughs> she's 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 with you now. She, That's and, true. You know, so, but you know, you if, know? If, if I if I put a uh, a better wrapping on the present, oh, okay. okay, you know what I mean? Okay, I'm, I'm just true, understandable. You know? Maybe. No. Yeah. So. Okay, well now it's twofold. Gonna get healthy yeah. and look better, yeah. and and you and you want to do it before you turn the big four zero. I'm trying to be realistic on that because mm-hmm. that's a let just under three months away. Uh, yeah, that'd be tough. That'd be averaging twelve pounds a month. I did that last June when I lost fifteen pounds. Okay, but that was. Uh, regular exercise i yeah. gave up beer yeah and i ate a lot cleaner um yeah i'm not getting up and doing the regular exercise i need to i want to i'm just right. too damn lazy and i don't have the discipline um i'm eating okay uh okay. realistically speaking i'm at least i'm trying to a lot of it for me is portion control yes yeah, yeah. um and i tend to just like keep gorging uh myself until i'm you know, feel full and that's, then I feel miserable. Um, but I got a lot of good beer to drink, Mike, a yes. lot of good beer. 
and I'm not going to let you know, it go to waste. I know. I totally understand. Um, with the, like the portion control stuff, I have a problem with that too. And I, especially when you were talking about gorging yourself until you're full, I, for me, I can tell you right now, for me, that's comes from how I was raised because we were raised to finish your plate, mm-hmm. finish your plate. You know, it, it wouldn't matter if I like when I'm little, I could maybe honestly that the two three bites of macaroni cheese, that was, I was I, that was enough for me. You know, yeah. I, I would have been satisfied. But no, you got to finish your plate, you know. And uh, so now even in adulthood, you think to yourself like, oh, I have to eat until I can't eat anymore. That's what it's supposed to be, you know. And I also find, too, you know, because I, I cook a nice meal, but I also know how like leftovers are handled in this house. Right. And right, so right. it's like, oh, if if I put that in a container and put it in the fridge, it's going to get buried in the fridge and I'll be pulling it out three months from now. And throwing it yeah. in the trash. So I'm like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna eat it. So we don't have to worry about leftovers. And I, I feel like hell. And, and I'm wondering, because I only have to cook for one other person. You have to cook for several other people. I, I cook you know? for one other person. Oh, okay. And then out of, like, our, I, out of our portions, the twins get fed. And then the oldest does his own thing. Yeah. So I, that's what I was wondering. I was wondering if you, if you had figured out like, Okay, I'm not I'm not gonna cook six chicken breasts or whatever. I'm only gonna cook two because I know you know, or if it changes to where like, you know, one day he might really like a food, so you know, that's chicken chicken, whatever. And then the next day you make that same thing, or a week later you make that same thing and he doesn't like it anymore. You know, that's the world I'm living. He used to like yep. hot dogs <laughs> and all kinds of delicious he, kid doesn't even like macaroni and cheese. Oh, <gasps> I've never met a kid who doesn't like macaroni and he loves cheese. So I don't, uh, anyway, this is not the podcast. uh, uh, We're going to move on. We do have some nerd related topics again this week, just like last week. It just takes us a while to get there. Right. Mike, one I haven't told you about uh, was breaking just a few hours today, a few hours ago today or this evening. And that is coming from DC Warner HBO max. Okay. Are, are you ready? I'm listening. It is been reported, and we take it with a grain of salt because comicbook.com is a shady, shady industry. Uh, yes. But it is reported that Aqualad is getting his own HBO Max series, and the producer on that particular project will be none other than, none other than Charlize Theron. Okay. Interesting. I don't, I don't, I know I've, I haven't read an Aqualad comic book, but Aqualad has been in some of the comic books I've read. I don't remember what those are, but he was part of it. Uh, I was still, that's, that's interesting. You know, I, I like that they're taking kind of lesser known characters and giving them a series or whatever. Did, did it say when that it would get released or is it just in talks kind of? My man, all I did was screenshot the headline in the picture to discuss. I didn't even click the link. <laughs> okay. Um, but here's what I can tell you. I'm in agreement with you. Less well-known, less uh, some of the more, uh, or some of the, I guess, less established characters, you know, give them. And this is no slide on Batman or Superman. Um 
but they have had plenty of opportunities in a live action yes. format. I'm very excited for, you know, like it's why I enjoy Titans and I know Titans as a group, they've had, you know, a couple of successful cartoons and, and uh, some direct to DVD or you know, on demand videos, uh, things like that, the teen Titans and teen Titans go. Um, but I enjoy the Titans show. I have not up to, um, up to speed, up up to present or whatever on Doom Patrol, but I have enjoyed Doom Patrol and Star Girl. Right. Uh, so give me some of those more secondary and tertiary characters and and build your world around them. Again, I don't necessarily think DC has to follow the Marvel blueprint, but look at Marvel's hottest commodities pre MCU, and they were Spider Man and the X Men. Right. Nobody gave a rip about the Avengers because not at all. I and, and Iron Man was not a successful comic uh, when, you know, 2008 rolled around and John Favreau uh, rolled out the beginning of the MCU as we know it. And I know some people say, Oh, Hulk or incredible. No, shut up. Uh, <laughs> MCU started with Iron Man and I believe six, eight weeks later, something like that. The Incredible Hulk with a little bit of crossover there. And that's how things began. The Avengers Initiative, etc. cetera. Uh, everybody's like, oh. And ever since then, Disney, or I guess Marvel started printing money or whatever. Before they had Marvel Studios, it was you know a little bit of Paramount, a, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, but yeah, give, give for DC, I think they should you know, take some of the lesser known characters and, and start. I'm still holding out hope that someday we'll get a dead man show that is, oh, yes. uh, you know, a, almost quantum leap in, in um, not in style, but, you know, where he's, he can bounce into anybody. So he can bounce into, you know, Aquaman or uh, yeah. Wonder Woman or, you know, whatever. And it's like, oh, Boston brand, get the hell, you know, out of my head or whatever, right. th- those types of things. And, and seeing that, that'd be, fun um i also think you need to spend two episodes or so maybe establishing who dead man is before you see him you have the uh the death of boston brand or you know the the life up to and death of and then in the second episode you have uh you know recently deceased and now he's in hell purgatory wherever souls go you know depending on your belief system and and how he's bargaining with whatever power that is that that allows him to come back and and be dead man but i digress uh yeah long story short i i I agree with you i also want to see a dead man uh series that would be amazing i would love to see a justly dark series of course but even if it's just dead man i'm fine with that um i i would say though that for me i would not want to wait two episodes before i see dead man I would want, but I still, we still need the origin story, but I think we can intercut that. Like almost first scene, you see dead man or you see, you know, dead man jumping into somebody's body. And then you, then you can cut back you, with the story. You can go back and forth between what happens to him or how, how he becomes dead man to actually being dead man. How many times have we talked about my appreciation for linear storytelling? <laughs> Yeah, but you, you got to realize people, if it's a dead man, you know, it's it's like if you did a, a Batman series and the first episode is just about young Bruce Wayne 
uh, attending school and maybe he meets some friends and then his mom and dad, they get tickets to the theater. Um, they go there, they get popcorn and they, you know, sit down, maybe something happens. They, they got to leave, you know, that's, and then that's the first episode where you're like, wait, I'm watching a Batman. What, what I want. I almost I, feel I like you're describing Batman. the Gotham, Gotham show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No. Um, but that's almost what we got with Moon Knight episode one. I mean, we didn't yes. see Moon Knight until the very end. But it was, it was still it was still intriguing. It was still of there course. was still there was still a like we talked about this last time where it was it's a mystery. I'm not sure what's going on here, but they're giving me enough little pieces to make, where I'm not like, OK, I don't this is um, I'm, I'm out. This. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm intrigued. OK, I'm gonna watch a little bit more. OK, what's going on? OK, I like this. You know. And we will talk about Moon Knight episode two here a little bit later. But Aqualad, allegedly HBO Max, Charlie's there and look for it sometime in the future. That non-specific enough. Yeah, perfect. I like it. Um, while we're talking about, well, let's stay on streaming services, at least momentarily. Uh, we have talked about two seasons now of Lock and Key. And I will never forget our conversation at the end of season one of Lock and Key because that is the season that I apparently thought was six or seven episodes or eight episodes. <laughs> and you're like, did, I think you missed some episodes there, boss. Right. And I did. So I went back and watched them. And uh, much to my delight, I got more Lock and Key. That was already uh, February 2020 is when yeah. Lock and Key debuted. And we got season two of Lock and Key October of last year. And it was announced this past week, according to Deadline.com, that Lock and Key will end with season three on Netflix. Now, that is not a can. I was very clear on this. I wanted to make sure everybody knew when I shared it on Facebook. It is not a cancellation. It is a conclusion. And I say that because uh, this is straight from Deadline.com and the creators of uh, or showrunners, co-showrunners, um, Carlton Cuse and Meredith Avril, Avril, not sure. Anyway, they say, once we began working on the series, we felt three seasons was the ideal length to bring the story of the Locke family and their key house adventures to a satisfying conclusion. As storytellers, we are grateful we had the opportunity to tell our version of Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez's incredible story exactly the way we wanted. We're keeping the magical keys, though, for our own personal use. So... Three seasons, tell the whole story. Uh, the story itself comes in three volumes. Now, I know that because I bought, I believe I bought all three of them at one time. If not, I bought two of them on a free comic book day and the third one like a week later after I read the first two. When, when you're done with them, can I can I have them? Can I borrow them? You could. I'm, I'm sure you're done with them by I now. I am done with them. Oh, okay, I, cool. So... As I believe we've mentioned on the show before, I shipped them to Western Nebraska. Oh, okay. And best friend of the show, Josh. Uh huh. He's so. How long ago did you ship him? 
Probably. So, wait, oh, wait, hold on. I, I had, I had, I had, I had go ahead. Is he done reading them? I don't know. Oh, so it probably recently that you just shipped him. It was probably like, you know, a month ago you shipped him. I know I read all three of them and I believe shipped them before season one ever came out. So I probably, (laughs) I probably picked them up free comic book day or in that time, uh, 2019. And I probably had them read by 4th of July. Right. And would have shipped them out shortly thereafter. So it's, been a minute maybe he's just a slow reader that's okay best friend of the show josh yeah i mean you know he's had a few things going on in his life as well yeah yeah so. you no know, i'll actually know what he can do because i know he has a little one and little ones you got to read them bedtime stories just read <laughs> lock and key as a bedtime story because you can read a kid any anything you know just do it in a kind of a gentle voice and you you finish the the book you Bonding time with the kid, you know, two birds, one stone. Perfect. You're welcome. Best friend of the show, Josh. I like listen you. to this in a month. You'll, you'll thank me. <laughs> a month might not be enough time. That's true. Oh my goodness. All right. So that is uh, some streaming news. Do oh. we, ha- do we want to jump to moon night or do we want to hold off on that for just a minute and a half? Yeah, we'll hold off on t- it. Okay, well, well let's, there's a couple quick things. Yeah, let's go to uh, the big screen, Mike, and I'm going to let. Well, do we want to do the quick thing? <laughs> we should have had this order. Let's just do it. James Gunn tweeted out this week uh, on April 4th, to be uh, specific. Uh, just heard from our makeup folks at at Legacy Effects that yesterday, hashtag GOTG volume three. Uh, or Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, officially passed the world record for the most makeup appliances created for a single production, surpassing the Grinch. Congrats, guys. Thanks for keeping practical effects alive. First of all, a couple things. I want to break that tweet down. Would you have ever thought that the record holder for makeup appliances would have been the Grinch and not something like uh, Lord of the Rings? (laughs) Um, I, I, I don't know if I would have thought about that, but if you think about what all the stuff they did in the Grinch, cause they had to cover everybody with, you know, uh, prosthetics. That's true. So, but I mean, if you would have said, Hey, which one had more Grinch or Lord of the Rings, I, I might've said Lord of the Rings, but I think they did a lot of CGI in Lord of the Rings. Didn't they? Hmm. I just think of something like the up close and maybe you're right. I, I I'm not going to do the research. Um, it just feels to me, you know, <laughs> like when you have some of the orc, um, mm-hmm. you know, creatures that a lot of those might be, you know, I know they, they were, they tried to do as many practical effects as they could because they didn't do any yeah. digital effects for any of the size differences from like sure. Gandalf and Frodo. They did. Yeah. Um, force perspective. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, and so, so watch seeing some of those photos, like behind the scenes photos, particularly the one that always strikes me is um, like the very beginning of the Fellowship of the Ring when Gandalf comes to uh, the Shire 
and you see him and Frodo like in the movie, they're like sitting next to each other in the wagon and they're just like bop, bop, bop there in the, in the Hobbit in there. And like the behind the scenes photo is Frodo like six, eight feet <laughs> behind. And, and but again, that forced perspective. So uh, well done. I mean, practical effects. I don't know if I ever went into this, but years ago in the 90s, in the mid to late 90s, there used to be a show on. I want to say it was TLC before TLC became garbage television. Uh, and okay, it was called yeah. uh, movie magic. And I think it was Thursdays and it spent like an hour or so every Thursday talking about movie special effects uh, like Indiana Jones or I, for whatever reason, the one uh, I remember quite a bit is the page master uh, starring Macaulay Culkin who goes into like is transformed into a cartoon and goes into like the, the fiction land of books and things and, um, but I, I also remember as a kid about that same time going to the Science Center in St. Louis and in the IMAX uh, screened, they had a similar movie magic thing where they're showing a practical effects and uh, uh, Independence Day and you know, all the miniature you know sound stages and things like that. And that was something that I really had aspirations to doing. Oh, yeah. And then I never did. Mm. <laughs> dream crushed oh. i mean you know there's there's always time anyway um guardians of the galaxy volume three it, can i just say uh finally james gunn's films are getting some recognition you know like nobody really talked much about guardians of the galaxy volume one or two Finally, for volume three, good on you, James Gunn. Well, you know why? It's because that Suicide Squad movie really brought him into the national spotlight. That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, do you, as a as a film watcher, as a film goer, you care mm-hmm. practical effects, visual or digital effects, or do you just like show me something? Show me something nice. Uh, show me something nice for sure. Uh, I, I sort of kind of like it when they use practical effects or I think when they use a mix of practical effects and CGI. Hmm. Um, but I, if, if I can't tell what it is, that's what's when it's perfect. Cause I, even for stuff like Spider-Man, you know, no way home, obviously there's not a lot of practical effects there. They're not really going to be swinging through stuff, but sometimes it's, it's funny when you watch behind the scenes things and stuff where it's like, I don't know why this had to be CGI, but it is like, I know in the um, scene where God, what is his name? Flash is at the party and he's talking on the phone. That background is all CGI. That was on a blue screen. Hmm. Yeah. So it's one of those things like when you couldn't get people together, like right, yeah. Know. Um, and 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 I understand for for some of the because I think I've seen two different types of like behind the scenes things of uh, Spider Man and MJ, uh, Tom and yeah. Zendaya, uh, like dropping down on the street or getting ready to lift off. Uh, one right. of them looked like it was in. New York city. Another one was on a sound stage. And I definitely understand the, you know, difference being you, you can control everything on a sound stage. Yes. <laughs> you yes. have a lot more difficult to control things in NYC. So, yeah. um, but, but go ahead. If it's CGI, 
I want it to be good. I do not want it to look like the last season of Flash. <laughs> I haven't. I couldn't tell you the last season of Flash I watched. No, no, you, uh, the, watch the first four. No, those are good. And then they start going downhill. Yeah. Season mm-hmm. season seven was like you just jumped off the cliff. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good job, everybody at Legacy Effects. Can't wait to watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Did you hear a rumor regarding uh, GOTG V3 uh, about the possibility that... Um, uh, I can't think of his name now. Chris Hemsworth? Um, nope. Uh, 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 oh, God dang it. He died in the last one. Oh, uh, Michael Rooker? Yes. Um, Finn, 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 Finhead? Blue Redfin. Blue Redfin, yeah. I can't. Oh, Blue Redfin. God, I weirdly. No, no, Yandu, Yandu. Yandu. Did you hear a rumor that there's a possibility he might come back? Like, he's alive now? Yeah. I hope anything we get out of him is, like, flashback, because... Yeah, we talked about it. It's in my top five comic book movie moments. Oh, yeah. Um, So I don't want him to come back as much as I love the character. What a what a terrific set. All right. So uh, we're gosh, we're just all over the place. Um, Mike, take us to our our next topic, would you? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Boys, season three is coming out. Uh, I I believe I believe we said in June or May or July. And guess what, guys? 2022. 2022. According to one of the stars, the guy who plays the deep. Chase Crawford uh, is his name. Chase Crawford. This season is going to be dirty. Hold your horses, guys. I say that sarcastically because so is the first two seasons. This is going to have the... uh, the hero gasm, you know, arc in it or, or yes. a portion of it. Uh, I, I love this uh, subheading. The boy star Chase Crawford jokes that season three of the prime video series is so weird that he is, wor- that he worried for the future of his acting career. Um, <laughs> he says, and, and I have to go find it uh, talking about, I remember reading that stuff in the script and uh, I think he was joking with, uh, somebody, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Uh, sent me a text message. Oh, he said that uh, Jensen Ackles, um, uh, he said, uh, Crawford said, I have to go find it, but I think it was something like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to work after this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's man, I don't, I, I'm excited for it. I mean, it, it's oh, it's yeah. that kind of guilty pleasure type of stuff, you know, that like this is the type of show I get to watch when everybody else is in bed and my wife's not there yeah, to judge yeah. me. Yeah. No, I, I know. I was, honestly, I was even thinking, I was like, I kind of want to go back and rewatch seasons one and two. I probably will have to. Did you finish yeah. diabolical? No, I didn't. I forgot about that. I saw three episodes and then stopped. I, I went, I went and fought, watched it. And there's a few, there are some just out there crazy episodes, but oh. there are a few of them that, feel like they uh, are actually helping to build the universe. I mean, I know that I think that's what they're all supposed to do, 
but there's one that talks about like Homelander as a brand new white meat baby face, fresh member of the seven. Uh, okay. Like, so his beginning and his first mission um, there, there are a couple other ones that, that are, have said that they are quote unquote canon in right. the, in the, uh, uh, the boys world. So it's, it's good. Um, it's as yeah. nutty as the live action stuff. If not, actually it's weirder. Um, and I didn't care for all the episodes, but most of them I really right. did. And they're all, okay, they're, good. they're shorter. So yeah, I'll definitely check them out or, or continue checking them out. I should of course, say. of course. All right. So, uh, then we're back to the big screen where there has been a feeling of disrespect. The co-creator of America Chavez, uh, a.k.a. Miss America, the co-creator Joe Casey says the Marvel has not paid him for the use of his character in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Now, Marvel doesn't have to because he was a contract creator who you know, was working for Marvel and created this character for Marvel. It's not uncommon when you work for the big two. That's not a creator owned, you know, like you did something, but Marvel owns it and they don't really owe you. And we, I don't know if I thought we talked about this, but maybe we didn't uh, because this all came to a head a few months back with Ed Brubaker who had taken Bucky Barnes, who yes, was a pre-existing character, but brought him back to life as the winter soldier for Captain America, the winter soldier uh, comic graphic novel, you know, that, that arc. And he said that he was not really ever compensated for the movie or for uh, um, that, that they made bringing Bucky back or for any subsequent appearances uh, by Bucky Barnes, AKA the winter soldier. And he had a gripe, you know, as, and I'm torn because again, they're contracted. So they're being compensated at that time to do if I'm going to try to go back to one of my past jobs because my current job is, is different on the compensation model, but like when I was doing terrestrial radio, for example, and I created things, created concepts for radio commercials and things like that. I was not paid for them at all. Like, it's just like, right. all right, you're, you, this is what you're making. And, and you know, this is what we expect of you. And this, some of the stuff that I did even went above that. And I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back. I just was not compensated for, for any of that extra effort. Um, which is also why I'm not in radio anymore. Um, but like, I, I can't go back if I, in, if I hear myself on that radio station years later and I get texts every year in the summertime for balloon fest. We're like, yep. I heard your ad on the radio. I'm like, Oh, that ad that's over 10 years old now. Cool. Uh, um, but like, I'm not, there's no compensation for that. That's just something that I did when I was, you know, working for them. Um, so I get from both sides, like it sucks to be the creator to, to make and, and no disrespect to America Chavez, but I think winter soldier is a more iconic character. And and even it's, it's, I mean, it's not, it's not a captain America. It's not iron man. It's not Spider-Man. It hasn't been around that long, Um, but it is an iconic character in the impact that it made it immediately. Now I, I don't, I hope this doesn't come off as, as any type of ism, uh, but I have not read any 
America Chavez books. I'm not saying there aren't any good ones. It's just I've I've not. It, it's not your wheelhouse. That's it's it's not. And and again, you're a 40 year old guy or 39 right. year old guy. Thank you. Um, not everything is meant for me. I mean, like that. And I I yeah. not only have I a come to terms with that, but I celebrate that because if everything was meant for me, I'd have no money. You right. know? Sure. So sure. so I'm glad that comics have broken out of the you know, white male demographic, because that means that, you know, I, I, and I pick up things here and there that catch my interest from uh, paper girls to, um, Oh, damn it. It was the, uh, we've talked about numerous times, the Stephanie Phillips uh, pirate book. Um, Man among you. Thank you. Um, And and others, you know, I know that's two (laughs) examples, so I'm sure I could do better. Um, but, uh, you know, I got wonder woman's and things like that. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan of the spider Gwen, uh, character. Yeah. But I I'm looking for different things in, in my comic right now. So I haven't read any America Chavez, but I know, and maybe it's because she hasn't made a, um, or debut yet in the MCU that there haven't been as many eyes on her. I'm not taking anything away, but I just think, Look, you're under contract. You know what to expect. And at that time, and this goes for Brubaker as well, when he created Winter Soldier, he had no idea that the MCU was ever going to be a thing. So at the time, he was just doing a job. And right. similarly, I think for uh, you know Miss America and Joe Casey, uh, I don't, I don't let's see. They came it debuted in 2011, so. Yeah, I mean the the MCU existed technically, but it was still very new, and we had no idea that it would. I mean, if, if let me ask you this, Mike, in two thousand eight, we got we've already established this Iron Man, Invincible Hulk. Two thousand eleven, I believe, saw Thor and Captain America: Winter Soldier. Right. Not Captain uh, Captain America: First Avenger. Yeah. Um, even at that point, did you know that? we'd still be talking about it in depth 11 years later. No, I think we hoped it would. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, personally, you know, I was looking for like, Oh, they're going to put the Avengers together. What? This is crazy. You know, but I, I, I wouldn't have guessed that they would be, you know, Oh, then they're going to space and now we're doing time travel in multiple dimensions. Right. And, you know, yeah. The multiverse thing. I don't think anybody yeah. ever foresaw that. So even in 2011 and, Again, having not read the book, she uh, first appeared in Vengeance number one. Um, it, it, I don't, I don't even know if that was like. Her, I don't think it was her own title. You know, I, I don't know if she just popped in on somebody else's book, whatever. Um, but beyond that, Joe Casey was offered something by Marvel. Uh, ahead of his character's first MCU appearance, and he rejected it, calling it "quote pittance," end quote. Right. So, like, you can't, you you can't say, "Oh, I, I haven't been paid," and at the same time reject the offer that you made, or that that was made too. You know what I mean? I, I, where do you where do you stay? Where do you, I, I I see both ways because should a creator potentially get something? Yeah, if they own the character, they don't own these characters. Marvel owns these characters. They did a job. And I'm sure that's an unpopular opinion 
in the comic book fan community. So there's a lot to talk about with this. There is. Uh, I'm as, sorry. As far as, no, no. As far as uh, him rejecting the offer, because, you know, it's, it was pittance. It was basically just too low for him. I believe also in the article, he said that he likes the fact that right now he can reject it, like financially, but he wants it to be where other creators would be getting more. Like the offer to other creators who do need the money would be more than that. And I can, I can understand that. I, I do understand your point of like, you, but they give you something, you know. What I'm wondering about, and this is probably really more of a question for comic book creators, obviously, or writers and artists and stuff like that. Uh, so like, you know, if you had Stephanie on again or something, if she, she's obviously working for DC, she's has, a, I'm assuming she has a contract for DC because she does the Harley Quinn, the Poison Ivy, all that good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm thinking that if she were to create a new character, you know, it would be DC's property, right? If she puts it in, you know, it's Harley Quinn and, you know, Jimmy Jubes, you know, and J-U-B-E-S, you know. By the way, Stephanie, if you want to take that one, that's fine. That's yours. If you want to use Jimmy Jubes. I, I, I know it's not what you said, but I can't help thinking like Harley Quinn and Jujubes. Oh, yeah, that works too. You got two of them now. And if um, it's not if it's not Jimmy Jubes, it's PD Pubes. Yeah. Um, if you but if she did that, that character from then on will belong to DC. So DC can do their own thing with it. And I wonder though if this would stop creators from or writers from creating their own creating a, a, a new character because if they they might think to themselves like why would i put time and effort into creating you know jimmy Jew's backstory when i i it's not mine and i think brubaker talked about this uh in in an interview he did at the time when he was kind of unhappy about things is uh, he went to create her own comic labels for a while you know, they kind oh, yeah. of stepped away from the big two. So it's like, if you have that good of an idea, they're like, all right, this is going to be some bank. Yeah. yeah. Hold, hold on to it. You know, take it to Dark Horse or Image or IDW or uh, Boom Studios or yeah, any of TKO. the other ones, you know, yeah. TKO. Thank you. Any of the other ones. But if you're working for Marvel, if you're working for DC and you want to enhance an already established character by bringing somebody back or by bringing in a facsimile of someone else. I'm sorry. You know, you, you, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. Well, and and it's one of those things, you know, where obviously if you're with the big two, you're going to get a lot. I think, I mean, like I said, anybody correct me if I'm wrong, you're going to get a lot more press, a lot more able to get out there more. You know, because I'll, even so, I think comic book readers will know the ones we just mentioned, the Boom Studios, the TKO, the Image ones, Dark Horse. Um, I, a random person probably won't. They'll they'll know if you say, oh, that's a Marvel or thing that, or that's a DC thing. They'll understand that. Sure. Yeah. But they won't understand the rest. So it's, it really depends where, you know, what you want. And I, I'm, I feel fortunate, you know, we brought her name up uh, several times 
this episode and, and we ha- always have, and we always will because she was very gracious with her time with us when she had time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's Stephanie Phillips. And I'm, I'm, you know, just delighted that we found her when she was at, um, uh, uh, aftershock, uh, yes. with the descendant. And then it was dark horse with butcher Paris. And uh, I don't even remember which, uh, uh, publisher came out with a man among he, um, but you know now she's doing terrific things at DC, and I did. I reached out to her when when Harley Quinn was. She's like, "Hey, I appreciate uh, uh-huh. you know you thinking about me." Uh, I I think because of her contract and because of she's so busy. Yeah, she, there's there's no time. So maybe someday her schedule will slow down a little bit, and she'll have more time to to visit with uh, a, a couple of rejects from Illinois. <laughs> yeah, no offense, exactly. Mike. I'm talking about me. No, I, I hate understand. to bring you. I hate to bring you down to my level. Nope. Um, nope. I'm there. But it, I'm, I, she, she's going to be somebody that I'm going to follow even more when she's not at DC than, than right. I do, you know, because, because of how gracious she was uh, with us years ago before she, you know, when, when she was like, yeah, I'm working on this thing. I'm like, Oh, tell me about this thing. And she told me about butcher of Paris uh, that, you know, was, she could link to her family heritage, uh, and, and how it was a kind of personal for her. And then it's just, Oh, a follower on social media. What's she up to now? Oh my gosh, that looks tremendous. Congratulations to her for all of her success. And I wish her more, but you, you can't, you can't take a deal with Marvel or with DC for X amount of dollars. I mean, look, if, if you want to write that into your contract ahead of time, like, Hey, yeah. if I, if I create a character for you all and you end up using an MCU, you know, I get I 10% at asking an awful lot, but, but right. you can ask for 1% and, and, you right. know, yeah. hope. Uh, but you can, you can try to work some of that wording in, but you can't go back and, with the benefit of hindsight, try to change the deal. And I look at Marvel, what they did for Joe Casey is like, Hey, you know, you, you did create this character and we're going to show you our appreciation fiscally in, in some way. Yeah. You can't just be like, no pittance, right, you know, right. spit, spit in their face. You can't do that. And then expect to, you know, get work again. And unfortunately everybody on the comments of, of that particular, um, article was oh yeah you can never trust a corporation blah blah blah. i'm like it has nothing to do with that you know yeah like it's just it's it's not you can't blame marvel or disney in this case because that's what people want to do uh you all you can do is be like get a better deal next time yeah and i think this might you know after this people might be trying to get better contracts uh, I, I think if you're a well-known writer, you can probably have something like that. Like if uh, Kevin Smith, you know, which I know he's not really known for writing, but he's a known person. I think if if DC came up to him and said, hey, I want you to, to write another Daredevil, you know, he could be able to go, OK, I'll, you know, it's for X amount of dollars. And any creator, any character I create in there, I get, you know, if they're, if they're on X amount of panels, I get, you know, 1% or two and a half percent anytime they're featured in a film or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, in a TV show. I think he could do that. I think if other creators wouldn't be able to, 
Yeah. It was if it, it's a young up and coming, and I think that might be one of the problems. If it's a young up and coming uh, writer or artist, and number one, they're probably going to take any deal that's offered to them, and understandably. Or if they didn't, if they did say, "Okay, I want this instead," the stu- the the uh, you know big two might just be like, "Next, yeah, right, yeah." I got I got four hundred other people, you know, in line. Although there's guarantee there's not even that many writers now, but because yeah. it, and and I'm almost certain. Again, I didn't do the math because I didn't know that we'd be going this far down the the rabbit hole in this topic, but. When when you've written for Marvel or you've written for DC or you've done art for, you know, drawn for one or, or of those two, you can go to Aftershock, Boom Studios, Image, IDW, Dark, whatever. And you have a you have an, a resume that has a higher spotlight on it. Yes. So you can yes. be like, you know, I want uh, you want eight an eight issue story. I, I've got it let's talk numbers and you have more right. leverage. Yeah. Yeah. But to, oh, absolutely. But to yes. your point, yeah. If you're, if you were still working your way up, unless yeah. you've been there before, you know, yeah. it, you're, you're not getting those sweetheart deals. So, all right. We probably beat that one to death and lost the last of our fans for sticking up for <laughs> the right. corporations, stand up for the big guys. They need all the help they can get. <laughs> all right, Mike. Um, we both watched Moon Knight. Yes. But I also watched a couple things today. I also did. What I did bet you, you I watched something first on HBO Max. Okay. That came out in 2021. Okay. It's a DC animated film. Okay. Injustice. Oh, okay. Based on the uh, video game. Yeah, how was it? It was fine. Um, I vaguely remember playing the video game years ago. Uh, at least in Justice 1. I think they made subsequent ones, but uh, I remember the first one. Um, and that's a, a fighting type of game, so I was always like, no, this makes any sense. Uh, unless, like, How is anybody going to beat Superman? And in the movie, they showed that they're not. <laughs> Nobody's going to beat Superman. I hate to spoil it for you, um, but that's nobody is on Superman's physical level in that movie. Okay. Does that surprise you at all? Um, I would think maybe they could have like a Shazam in there or something that would. You know. Let me tell you. Without uh, this is going to be a spoiler, so I apologize. Okay. Shazam just fucks off. Oh, okay. Okay. Like it, when when Superman starts to uh, like do his heel turn, as it were, right. and everybody's up like Justice League Tower or, or whatever, Shazam's like, yeah, me and the rest of the magic folk, we're pretty much going to sit this one out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. It, it's like that line from uh, uh, Pulp Fiction uh, where they're at the bar uh, and the bartender's like, my name's Paul. This is between y'all. <laughs> That's kind of what it was. It's like when in uh, the X-Men movies, Professor X gets Professor X, which means he just gets taken out of the movie because if not, he would just be able to solve everything. Yep. You know, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but it was it was enjoyable. I I watched it this morning while I was working, so I didn't give my full attention, but I gave it probably more attention than I should for someone who was technically working. So I I, I forgot about that. I might I might go check it out. You know? Yeah, injustice. One word. It's uh-huh. not injustice. It's injustice. Right. Yeah. And it's on HBO Max. Speaking of HBO Max, I watched something. I watched several things on HBO Max. Some rewatch, some watched it new for the first time. I'm going to give you a audio hint. Oh, no. Hold on. Is that the Potter? Yes, yes. Oh, so the boy I have, I, I finished all seven movies. Mm-hmm. Seven, eight, eight movies, eight movies. I, I, I was pitching them in my head because, in, in uh, luckily, at HBO Max, they are ordered. Like right. it says, like <laughs> Harry Potter one, Harry Potter, you know. Um, but I, th- I think it was like Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows was still seven, and then Deathly Hallows two is still seven. They had two seven on there. Oh, I think. okay. Yeah, I think. Maybe not. Who knows? Um, regardless. So I had seen the first three back in the day. And I finished one. And I, the last four, five, six, seven, and eight, I had never seen. I had seen maybe clips of it and stuff. I will say right now, very good. I understand why people like this, you know. Um, even some of the stuff. I knew ahead of time just because, I mean, it's been out there for so long. I would have, you know, heard rumbling. Uh, so spoiler alert, I guess. But I knew that Snape was actually actually a good person. Not, and then, like, I knew there was several turns to that. But even knowing that, I was still, like, very caught off guard with the way they portrayed it. You know, because like, he had died and then I'm like, I'm like, I thought there was going to be more to this. And then, of course, you know, he gets the tear or whatever he does and stuff. Um, yeah. And then finds out, you know, all, all he did and, you know, the reason for it and stuff. Um, Always. I was actually even watching the Harry Potter 20th anniversary, like, reunion type of thing. I was watching that right before it came up. Isn't that crazy? Yes. That first yes. movie came out 20 years ago. Yes, not I. Because I here's the thing: I remember my cousin getting like the one of the first books, mm-hmm. same, and reading it. And Different I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, well, that's it's true. Yes. Um, here's my dilemma now, Greg. So I have from my dad books five, six, and seven. All right, they are big books. I don't know if you've ever seen them. They're thick. I I remember. Uh, not one, two, and three are kind of like children's books, manageable size. Like I'm holding up a oh, book yeah. uh, for Mike that nobody else can see. Cause this is an audio format. Uh, this is a, a book I got for free actually through the Husker podcast I do. And it's the big book of college football trivia, but you right. can see here, the spine, there ain't a whole lot to that. And I feel yeah, like that's, that's, that's about, about it. Yeah. About what one, two, and three correctly. are. Mm-hmm. And then four, which is uh, the um, don't tell me. It's the Triwizard Tournament. It is the uh-huh. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Harry Potter and the and the Jimmy Jibs <laughs> and the Petey Pubes. Um, <laughs> I'm good. I'm gonna get it. I'm Goblet of Fire. Is that the fourth one? I don't even that's, know. That's, that's it because that's what they put their names in to be entered into the Triwizard Tournament. That's a- the Goblin. Okay, of and then the fifth one's uh, Order of Phoenix. Order of Phoenix. Okay, so that's what the book starts for me. Or, okay. Order of Phoenix. Uh, but you're right. And then Deathly Hallows. I mean, it's uh, to borrow a, a phrase from someone more famous than I, it's thick as a dick. Yes. Maybe even two, depending on whatever you would imagine, dude. I I don't. When, when you when you read, when you size things up, however you want to do it, that's all that's on you, man. I feel like this took a turn I wasn't prepared for. <laughs> but here's here's my dilemma. <laughs> I have the books. Granted, I don't have the first four, but that's fine. I sort of want to read them, but I also know if I start them, I'm going to have to finish them, and that's going to take a long time. You should just start right now. I should. Okay, I'll be back. Well, well. While you while you talk, I'll just in the background. I'll just be reading. <laughs> <laughs> you know, story time. Oh, and they're right. just right. read yeah. a chapter. Read a chapter. Read. That's how we do the thirteen hour podcast. It's it's just me reading. I did read. So uh, it was February two thousand eleven. We had lucky. We didn't have Coco yet. Uh, she came around actually shortly thereafter, just a couple weeks later. Um, but we had lost power. I think I've told this story before. We had lost power at our house because of a bad right. ice storm. And so it was like eight o'clock and we're like, I don't know what else we're going to do. It's going to get cold. Let's all go to bed. Lucky's in the bed with us. Uh, it was just me and my wife at the time, but it's eight o'clock and I was not ready to sleep. Uh, so I got book two of the Percy Jackson uh, and the uh, Olympus whatever's um, right. and the Olympians maybe uh, series was Sea of Monsters. And I took that book out shortly after eight o'clock and I had it finished by four when the power came back on. And by the way, when the power came back on, I got up to check the thermostat. And it said it was like 48 degrees in the house. Oh, man. Yeah. And my wife was sleeping and Lucky was like, I don't know what to do. And I looked at Lucky. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm going to go to bed now at this four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, but anyway. That would be an insane pot. Mike, you start you start recording it. Okay. And uh and I'll put it on the air for you. Okay. Perfect. 13 hour podcast as Mike reads to you. You know what's funny is I actually think I'm I wouldn't be surprised if somebody has done something like that, not for a podcast, but for like a Facebook live. Or uh, Instagram live YouTube or TikTok or something. live. Or, yeah, something like right. that. Yeah, anything's possible. I mean, you can like sing cover versions of songs and put that on YouTube. So I don't know why you would be restricted from like reading a book. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm talking even just the absurdity of just reading the whole, just reading the whole thing. Not, there's no animation or anything. No, no. Yeah. It's just Mike sitting there. Yep. And so, and then after w- when you, are done with that for your, our 13 hour podcast. Then for our 26 hour podcast, I can read securities license exam manual for series 65. Calculator. I remember it. I feel like 
long time ago. Maybe it hasn't been that long, but you were talking about a test you had to take. And you said you hadn't even like opened up the book yet, basically. That spine is almost completely uncracked. <laughs> need, need I guess it's not that important of a test. It'll make me money when I get around to doing it, but it's going to be very like time intensive. Um, yeah. A guy from my office just attempted the test uh, last week and he missed passing by one question. Oh, man. So I'm not really excited. And he spent a lot of time. I just, that's why, the, that's why I bring the book home. I just got to read the book. <laughs> that's why I bring the book home so I can put it on my desk with the and stack then, of other unread comments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so you've watched the Harry Potter. So we've talked about that. I watched something else today, Mike. All right. I did a bad thing. I was a bad dad. Okay. What'd you watch? I got my kindergartner out of school at 1230 oh, today. That's right. Yeah. You saw um, Sonic you the think? Hedgehog yes. 2. How was it? It was fun. Did he enjoy it? He did. He He kept trying to like. They were like the big dream lounger seats. So we kept right. trying to like curl away and take a nap. I was like, <laughs> buddy, we, uh, we paid money for this. You ain't, you ain't sleeping. Right. <laughs> um, but he like, he wouldn't sleep during in kindergarten. Like it's Friday in, in April in kindergarten. What could he possibly miss? You know? Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I did it. I, I had to call up and be like, yeah, this is a great Mahashko. And just, uh, you know, my boy, in, in kindergarten, just want to let you know I was going to be picking about 1230 today. Okay. Yeah. That's no problem. Uh, what, what's the reason we, I just have to make, keep track of it. I was like, uh, is she like, is, is it for doctor appointment? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. And then when I got, went to get it, like, uh, will he be coming back? Nope. Yeah. Sure won't. <laughs> so, but he enjoyed, uh, we missed the post credit scene. Oh, <gasps> which I think was more of a mid credit scene, which makes me feel even worse, but I had to pee so bad uh, and I okay. made the mistake of like telling him. So he kept trying yeah. to like, yeah, like put weight on, on my gut and things like that. Oh. I was like, dude, you're going to make me piss my pants or pee my pants. Oh. And he thought that was funny. So he just kept like not kicking me, but you know, like leaning on me and things like right, that. Right. He's like, did you pee your pants? <laughs> like, no, stop it. <laughs> but it was fun. Uh, a lot of, like old school Sega and Sonic fans will have a lot of, I think, appreciation for this. There were a lot of moments I'm like, take it right out of the video game. They're doing something right over there at uh, Sega Studios or wherever it's called. So, did you did you hear what the post credit scene was? Though I did. I didn't even know that there was one until I, I was so like, here here's a breakdown of the Sonic Two post credit scene. I'm like, oh crap. Yeah. Did you? Uh yes. Yes, I didn't see it, but I heard what it is. Spoilers. Shadow the Hedgehog. Bum, yes. Bum, bum. So also I, I heard I saw a interview with Jim Carrey where he was talking about he actually wants the Eggman to be or sorry, Robotnik to be uh, like the fat version, like the big version. You know, he said he, he was he was trying to push for that on this one. So I think we, there's a third we got a version of fat Robotnik on this one. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. No, 
not the one you're thinking of. Oh crap, I'm getting sleepy. Um, did you know did you guys so he enjoyed it? Did you guys get popcorn, soda? What popcorn? Uh, he got an orange Gatorade. I got a bottle of water, okay. which only apparently okay. exacerbated my need to whiz about two thirds way through the movie. Okay. Uh, and he got uh, a bag of cotton candy. Ooh, okay. So we're moving Very on. Nice. Uh, and Very he, nice. it, because he, he got the cotton candy, I got the popcorn. He said I could have the popcorn. And well, then he, so like, nice he, he keeps reaching over to grab popcorn from time to time. And so, <laughs> you know, there's, uh, just a little bit left in, in the bucket of popcorn and I like tilt it towards him like you want some popcorn he's like oh can I have the rest of it <laughs> like that wasn't really no um, yeah that's fine yeah, yeah at exactly. that point I'm I like know. I gotta lose 35 pounds <laughs> right right there yeah <laughs> that's what's gonna save you then I don't have that last bit of popcorn that last little bit that that yeah. uh, those extra calories I don't have to burn off now <laughs> right uh, but no it, it was fun it, it was fun they um Spoil. I don't know if it's a spoiler. I think it's been in some of the promotional material, but uh, Chaos Emeralds got mentioned. Oh, okay. Um, and it had Tails and it had uh, yeah. Idris Elba. The fact that Idris Elba voiced Knuckles still yes. boggles my mind um, <laughs> because he's Idris fucking Elba. Yeah. Um, so kudos to him. I did see in regards to Jim Carrey, uh, this was some of the, I don't know, fallout of the Will Smith oscar thing um but he said that he was hey, he's like I've, I've done enough i have enough and i've done enough as far as acting but he did say he would come back to do an ace ventura movie under one condition did you see what that condition was mike no i did not if christopher nolan directed okay i'm That's sure lofty that is very lofty which is probably why he said it right right you but know? now I kind of want to see a Christopher Nolan yeah. Ace Ventura movie. A, a dark and gritty Ace Ventura, you know. I rewatched just this past week a Christopher Nolan movie that I hadn't seen probably since it first came out, and that was Inception. Oh, wow. I, I haven't seen that in a long time. Is that on HBO Max? I feel like that's, that would be an HBO Max type of show. HBO Max or... Yeah, I think it was. I think it was HBO Max. That's probably, probably safe. Yeah. Bet. Um, if not that, it might have been Peacock, but I want to say HBO Max. Yeah. So, um, all right. The last thing we have to talk about, we've only been talking for almost two hours. Uh, it's all, it's close. Um, we got to talk about Moon Knight episode two. Yeah. I enjoyed it. So did I. All right, everybody. That's the show. All right. <laughs> you know what's funny is we're not, and our our cover photo for this is going to be Moon Knight. <laughs> we talk about it for like five minutes. No, because it was Moon Knight last time. Yeah, I don't want to be that. That'd be Night Moon. Yeah. Night Moon. That'd, that'd be Conchu. Ooh, there you go. Yeah, we got a little bit more on Conchu and uh, yes. Amit, I think, and yeah. and we, uh, we saw Mister Knight. Yeah, that was great. I didn't yeah. know. You know, that's how they were going to present Mr. Knight. And right. when they did, I couldn't have been happier. Oh, yeah. Uh, because yeah. Mr. Knight is the is like my first Moon Knight. I know that sounds weird mm-hmm. because Moon Knight's been around for decades, but uh, it was only in one of the more recent runs, probably 2015, something like that, that I started reading uh, Moon Knight. I realistically started reading Marvel uh, and right. Moon Knight was one of those. Uh, or Marvel again after my childhood 
Uh, but Moon Knight was one that that I picked up. Uh, but it was Mister Knight predominantly. So I don't really remember any of that run at all. So I kind of want to go back and and find it in my box of comics, one of the boxes of comics, which is upstairs in the twins' closet. <laughs> We need a bigger house, Mike. <sighs> um, you know, I'm, I think I'm going to call it right now that you're going to see a lot of the Mr. Knight costumes during like when cosplays, of course, like Comic Cons and stuff like that, but even just like Halloween. That's fine. Yeah. And you don't even have to go like all out on that, you know, as we oh, saw, yeah. you can do it with, you know, like sleeves rolled up and just white gloves and a white suit and vest. Yeah, um, well, they'll, they'll have the mask or whatever. Well, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. I, although at one point he does take the mask off, so then you true, just need true. disheveled hair. You yeah. could, I think, get away with that on the cheap by doing the white on the cheap with the the white <laughs> suit and uh, just like a white ski mask. Uh, yeah, yeah, you could, and then just be like disheveled hair. Hi, I'm, I'm, I'm Stephen Grant, and uh, I don't know what in the world's going on. It depends how much time you want to put into it. I don't ever have that kind of time. Well, yeah, I'm you know I'm 100 off the rack, man. <laughs> so, uh, no, we we got a little bit more history on Mark Spector in this one. I, yes. I, I told you last week that'd be kind of what I was more in, you know, as interested in is, you know, what's Mark doing when, or like what's it like when Mark's awake? And we yes. got glimpses of that because we had a lot more conversation between the two in this episode. Uh, we also found out that. Mark has a wifey. Yes. And Steven was like immediately smitten. He's like, I would never divorce you. (laughs) It was like, well, and pump the brakes there, chief. She's not married to you. Well, and okay. Cause that, that brings up a complicated thing though, because you have Steven Grant who was going to go on a date with a girl. Didn't remember asking her though so was that the mark character asking her or is there a third version um and and it's yes it is his wife but they are divorcing so you know but they're not divorced true so i think to your point or to your uh question i think it was mark asking Thinking that ah, this plus this divorce is over, I'm I, right. out of protection for Layla. I have to divorce her, um, right. separate myself from her distance. Um, but it it uh, that's not where I thought you were going to go. Where I thought you were going to go was you have Stephen Grant, who's very smitten with Layla, and also if he could figure out things with the other girl, could just oh, you know, you know, <laughs> sure, just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hello, I'm Stephen Grant. Uh, yep. I work in the gift shop, actually, and uh, I'm uh, awkward charming. And uh, well, these are my two ladies. He can't say that he works at the gift shop anymore because he got fired. I worked at the gift shop. You see that? Because uh, we it, we mm. come come to find out that he um, he can see the, the the animals are real. The the jackal, I believe it was, mm-hmm. is real, but nobody else can see it. That was kind of surprising. Um, yeah. Especially, I mean, we got that reveal very early on in episode two uh-huh. because of the security footage. And then it was yes. solidified more so when uh, the, the fight broke out in the street and 
And Layla's like, I don't know what you're talking about there, Steven. Right. So, um, but I like how Mark is like, a lot of people are going to get hurt. You got to let me help. And then when he takes over and then Steven's like, Steven's in the mirror. He's like in, in the reflection. He's like, I feel so. Uh, I, I can't confined or something like that, yeah. you know, is what he said. And, and he's like, I don't, I don't like it. Please let me have it. Let me come back. And you're like, you're never coming back. Yeah. <laughs> they just stomps the, stomps the crap out of the mirror. It was, I don't know what to think of Mark Spector. You know, I, yeah. I, I feel like the footage that he, that Steven was shown of what Mark did in Egypt to the archaeologist, like they were all bad guy archaeologists, right. you know, like, I feel like that's where they're leading with that. Um, and so not to say they had it coming, I don't know, you know, but in the confines of the, of the story, uh, in the context, then yeah, you know, bad guys got to get God, you know, mercenaries got a merc. Right. Um, well, and you know, they, they make it seem like Mark Spector was a bad guy, but I think we'll come to find out maybe, maybe every, maybe not the whole mercenary group was bad. Maybe there were just some people that were bad. But we know of one thing's for sure. Arthur Harrow, not a good guy. Also a previous avatar for Kanchu, uh, which was interesting because now there, there's like proof Mark Spector wasn't the first uh, 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 avatar of Kanchu, not the first Moon Knight in, in the MCU. I'm like, mm, he kind of was. Right. Arthur Harrow wasn't running around jumping rooftop to rooftop 10 years ago. Well, <laughs> Arthur know? Harrow was... I believe created just for the TV show. I don't think he's in the comics. Is he? Arthur Harrow is a, is a legacy character in Marvel comics. I thought I was reading an interview where they were talking about how they create, create him for the, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, you would, you would know rather I've only seen read one uh, Moon Knight book. So, but um, I mean, no. in the, in the comic books, is he the, Mark Spector is the first Moon Knight. That's a good question. Because I'm, I'm always gonna, I'm, I'm th- I would think he was lying about it. You know, like oh, I was also like he might know about Kanchu, but he wasn't really an avatar for him. See, that's how I, I, I intimated that you know he was telling the truth because he was so I had so much knowledge about it. You know, and possibly, and the other thing is like. Can he also see the jackal? He's the one who summons the jackal. Oh, that's right. Oh no, no, Kanchu, Kanchu. Sorry, can he also see Kanchu? Oh, uh, no. Because well, and the reason I, th- I I I would not be surprised if at least in the TV series if he actually can, because there was a lot of you know there was a couple times where Kanchu would say something and then you know Harrow would just very calmly like, oh, is he talking about the blah 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 now? You know, I I think that's where you know he was playing off the context of Stephen Grant and his responses to Contra. And he's like, I'm gonna guess he's telling you to kill me. Yeah. Well, and it could have been either way. It could have been like he just he knows that you know Contra says certain things, so he's gonna probably get it right, or he heard him. Actually, who knows? So we'll find um, out in the next four episodes. Uh, Gosh, that's right. There's only four episodes left. Um, Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, creators and appearances. He was created by Alan Zelenetz and Chris Warner. 
first appeared Moon Knight Volume 2, Number 2 in April 1985. Different, I will say this, different than the Arthur Hare we get in the show. Okay. So. Cool. That's all I can tell you. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to episode three. Same. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. So, Mike, this was a lot of fun. Agree. And uh, we should do it again. I have an idea for an upcoming episode. Do you okay. want me to tell it you now or yeah. in post-production or, or you know, in a production meeting for down the road? Uh, hit, hit me with it uh, post. Okay. That's what I'll do. And for you, the listeners, <laughs> you're going to have to wait. All right. That is it for this episode of Nerds United. We went a little long this week. We apologize, but not that much because we just like hanging out and talking comics and uh, yeah. topics that interest us, including skydiving and uh, dropping LBs and beers and all that good stuff. So uh, we appreciate you uh, hanging out with us and make sure that you come back next week. Uh, so for the co-host of the year, Michael Luther, I'm Greg Mahochko for Nerds United, reminding you this week and every week just to be kind and rewind. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. <laughs> <laughs>